Hey everyone, welcome back to a new episode of the Awkward and Confused podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Silvina. And I'm Araceli. And how are you, sister? Oh, missing our third wheel to our yes. third wheel. <laughs> yes. It seems a little quiet in the Zoom chat room today. <laughs> I know, I know, but I think she's having a good time, so I'm happy for yes. her and uh, yeah, I'm doing good. Yeah, good. Enjoying, enjoying the day. <laughs> I mean, it's as much as we can do, right? That's true. That's true. You know, 2021 has had a pretty interesting start so far, wouldn't you say? <laughs> it's been interesting to say the least. Interesting is the word for it. <laughs> we had terrorists uh, breaking into the Capitol building. We're then... that country now. <laughs> <laughs> we are now considered the ghetto of the world. <laughs> That's what I hear. <laughs> yeah, that seems to be what's floating around, I guess. <laughs> well, yeah, there's that. And then there's the uh, Kanye and Jeffree Star. Oh, my gosh. Scandal. Mm-hmm. You know, um, when I saw that come up, and it's funny because that's exactly what's been like circulating everywhere is the white chick's. Uh, memes that have been floating around <laughs> oh gosh she's not a man uh, she's a man <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness yeah it's crazy well I mean it was going on for what like the past couple weeks and then yeah. I think the last po- uh, last couple days uh Jeffree Star actually came out and said that um in fact is not true yeah nothing's going on there mm-hmm put that fire out real quick well I don't know about real quick I feel like he fielded it and then he he put it out (laughs) definitely he did he was I mean because there were those um I think they're like those drama channels or I don't know if they're Mm -hmm. just uh journalists or something straight up asked him like hey are you taking Kim's man and he would just say yeah I'm laying next to him in bed right now and you know and then he made the post about Sunday service ready so, for Sunday service or yeah, whatever. <laughs> there's yeah. that. so yeah he was definitely like feeding into it and he was living for it you know that because for sure people are talking about him he lives for it but uh yeah it's, it's been interesting well and it didn't help that you know the rumors have been circulating of him Kanye and getting Kim getting divorced mm-hmm. so then this surfaces And I think like Kanye's been like staying at their Wyoming ranch and Kim's been staying in California. So then this comes up and I think someone said something about Jeffrey being in Wyoming or wherever Mm -hmm. a lot more lately than usual. So I'm sure none of that helped. Yeah. Well, I think the girl, finally, the girl that initiated this whole like lie finally came out and said, it was all a lie. Um, Ava Louise, I think she's a TikToker. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not on TikTok, but apparently she's known as the uh, toilet licking TikToker girl. <laughs> um, she was the one that initially like started this whole like drama or scandal, and Whatever, she finally yeah. came out and said it was a lie. You know, oh my gosh, that she finally got people talking about her, and yeah, she did. She did it for the clout. Apparently, uh, licking toilets during COVID can have some crazy kind of effects. Oh God! That's in people's actions, gosh, what a <laughs> mess! Yeah, but yeah. Um, I don't know. Talking about this stuff just kind of 
took me back to <laughs> all of our OG YouTuber drama. Oh man, there's been plenty over the last couple of years. <laughs> I know. Yeah. So we thought we'd dedicate this episode to doing a uh, throwback to that a throwback Thursday throwback to OG Thursday. YouTube drama. <laughs> Gosh, yeah, there was plenty, and you know, whether big or small, there was definitely quite a bit there. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I'll ever get over Jaclyn Hill. You know, we can start there if you want. <laughs> <laughs> you know Let's what? get the disappointment from you out of the well, way. <laughs> you know what? I I love Jacqueline from the beginning. You know, she was an amazing, like influencer and makeup artist like the way she taught and still mm -hmm. teaches it like she liked to teach in a way that it applied to everyone trying to do mm -hmm. makeup and I think I really like that about her so when all of this drama started going down and the mm -hmm. money was starting to get to her it was so disappointing I think that's yeah. why I've been so like obsessed <laughs> no I think that's fair you know I wasn't like super super huge into Jacqueline but I know like when her lipstick, like oh her, her sets were like getting announced, like the colors were like, I'm not a super huge fan, but I wanted those lipsticks. Like those colors were heaven. So I was really sad. And then I was really sad that the release went so badly. And then I was even more sad that <laughs> they weren't released in a better formulation down the road anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, that was just bad. So for people who don't know what I say, do you want to fill them in on your uh, YouTube OG scandal here? So Jaclyn Hill, um, again, she's a makeup artist. She got big on YouTube and she started creating her own line of makeup, which she, uh, was it first Champagne Pop? Champagne Pop was a highlighter she had originally came up with. And yeah, um, but she collabed on that one. She'd worked with... Um, was it Ofra? Ofra Cosmetics? I think it was. For that? Uh -huh. That yeah. one was actually pretty good. I think. Yeah, that one was a good one. Decently successful, I'd say. Yeah. Um, after that, everything just went <laughs> to shit. And yeah. she tried making her own Jaclyn Hill brand. And she came out with these lipsticks. And these lipsticks, like, sold out, I'm sure, within seconds. And people started receiving these lipsticks and there were complaints after complaints, bad reviews. There were hairs in the lipsticks. There were what seemed to be like shards and pieces of metal and mm -hmm. different things coming up on these lipsticks. And so when people were complaining, doing this, she kept making excuse after excuse about what was wrong with the quality. Um, so you now you could probably go further in depth on what exactly happened. <laughs> happened but it seems like there were something with the um like the manufacturing numbers were coming back as maybe they were old uh so that actually lips. happened with um unfortunately she's had a few of these bad releases but the manufacturing numbers it came up bad with the lipsticks actually but i think it was much more prevalent with her bad release for her um her eyeshadow oh, collection that came out shortly right, after right, right, but right. I think the lipsticks came up too um because they, they were moldy right yeah I was gonna say there were some of them that had reactions that a lot of people like even chemists were like doing like testing on these lipsticks and stuff and they were saying that some of the stuff might be happening because they had like this shelved 
like life that they were there for too long and the same thing with her her um her eyeshadows um but yeah the lipsticks like that was I, I think the biggest one was like these pictures that started surfacing of like this really long strand of like hair or something like that mm-hmm. coming out of the lipstick and then the one with the mold that you're talking about some of them had like shards of like plastic or glass or something like that mm-hmm. little balls of whatever too so um it was not a good release and the thing was I think most people were like this is a health hazard why are you yeah. not you know addressing like, this or doing something about it yeah. or canceling like the orders and trying to see what's going on she wasn't doing any of it she mm-hmm. wasn't acknowledging really that this is bad like my bad I messed up it, it took her a long time to even really recognize and acknowledge that yeah man, she fucked up <laughs> well and then even so, then I think initially when she put out her first because I think she put out a couple of videos right and I think the first one was more like oh it was like the manufacturer mm-hmm. um sometimes they use these gloves that might be yep. fibers in the lipstick and it's just like really though because like people are like pulling these fibers in from like deep in the lipstick it's like this mm-hmm. is not like surface testing this is like deep in the formula of this yeah. um which was kind of unfortunate you know but then like kind of you know like we said a minute ago she also had a bad release with eyeshadows and with this came even more drama and people started looking into this and then eventually actually uh Mar- marlena i think is her name marlena marlena um stell i think and that they were touring a facility um to man- that manufacturers makeup at one point at the same time and it ended up being a facility that marlena did not want to use because it was such bad quality and she believes that this is the one that jacqueline moved forward with with i can't remember fizzle lipsticks or the eyeshadows too so she was saying you know it was this kind of like uh like there was a red flag already there anyway and jacqueline moved forward with it so there's definitely a lot of drama around that mm-hmm. um and i think people were disappointed too because they were saying with Jacqueline that they love kind of like you're saying they love these videos that she would put out when she wasn't so big but lately it seems like she'll kind of go MIA for like months at a time unless there's some sort of release and so a lot of people were really upset like you know you're gone you're MIA for a while and then you come back and you know you're pushing your product on us and then it's a crap product so people yeah. were like super upset and they're just like you know like you're saying at us and you know you should own this like take accountability for this like you need to own this and yeah. she just did a really bad job about it. And then I think a while after that, right, she came out saying, you know, there was substance abuse involved and her mm-hmm. mental health had been compromised, which I think they're all valid reasons, but I think we should still address like the issues at hand and say, you know, I'm going to address this very quickly. However, I am going to go MIA. I need to do this for my own health. And then just kind of truly stay away. Because I feel like that was the other thing people were calling out is that she was saying, I'm going to go away for a little while, but then she'd still post on social media or she'd still talk about product. Yeah. So people didn't like that. And then there was the whole uh, refund. So she promised oh, yes. absolutely everybody a refund. And um, it sounded like nobody got a refund <laughs> they weren't getting their refunds yeah, yeah. So, well and there was like um she made got, so much money out of it yeah um I got deep in the in the weeds of the uh of the drama in this one for a little bit but there were also issues with all of this that were 
they were pushing as reasons as to why stuff didn't get pushed out when it did, which is likely why it had a long shelf life. I don't know if you caught this, Araceli, but I guess she was trying to change the name of the cosmetics company because I think um, Hill is her married last name, right? Mm -hmm. And they're now divorced. And so I think she wanted to take it from Jaclyn Hill Cosmetics to like Jaclyn Cosmetics or something like that. Yeah. I don't know if you caught wind of that. Yeah. Um, There was something. I think this was mm -hmm. more with the eyeshadow. Mm -hmm. If I'm not. I think you're right. Yeah. Because they had already labeled all of the packaging. Mm -hmm. And so it was all still packaged Jaclyn Hill Cosmetics. And so that's where there was some sort of. There was issue around that. Issue. Yeah. I don't know. That was. A big old ordeal. I mean, That's she's huge. still doing pretty well for herself, but I don't think people trust her anymore at this point. No. With, uh, well, like first it was the lipstick had issues. The lipsticks had issues. And then putting out inconsistent formulas and again, the fibers in the eyeshadows. Mm-hmm. It's just like, well, you know, I think a lot of her fans were saying, you know, we forgave you once, but then you did it again. Mm-hmm. we're probably not going to buy from you again. <laughs> yep. Oh, Jacqueline Hill. To move on from that with, you know, drama related to like releases of product and things like that. Uh, there was the drama of Tati Westbrook with James Charles and the uh, vitamin gummies. Oh my gosh. Oh, <laughs> Bye okay. sister. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I cannot stand James Charles. Like he is one person that like, you put him in front of me, I might just swing at him. <laughs> you know, I I think he's really talented, but I, he, as a person, no. like as a, be a better person, <laughs> just do better, friend. Do better, sister. <laughs> do better. Uh-uh. You know, so background on this one, uh, Tati Westbrook and James Charles were great friends once upon a time. And James Charles found himself at Coachella a couple of years ago um, with no security, mind you. And, you know, I think that was really irresponsible and dumb to begin with. And I don't remember the exact circumstances around this, but I'm just like, you know, if that's your situation in general anyway, like, and I'm not normally one to say, you know, you, you put yourself in danger, like you deserved it. But I mean, he really did. Like, come on, you're James Charles. You know, people, especially at Coachella. Did he They're put gonna himself make in danger, fuss. though? Did he, or was this just his cop out to get away with what he did and backstab his friend Tati? I mean, that's what I'm saying. I'll well, let you finish, but yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> so he came across, I guess, a representative of a gummy vitamin company that happened to be the main competitor to his good friend Tati Westbrook's Halo gummy um, vitamin. And so they offered him, I think if I recall correctly, like a VIP ticket and security to get him away from all of the madness he just so happened to get in to get himself into at Coachella. Um, and he made actually like, uh, I think it was like an Instagram live or a post of some sort, you know, promoting these gummies, um, which of course hurt Tati's feelings because that's her main competitor and this is supposed to be basically like her BFF. So anyhow, um, drama ensued where now, uh, basically like there's these accusations of, you know, James hitting on waiters who aren't gay. So, you know, he's a, a, a gay MUA makeup artist, um, when they didn't like it and how basically they were coming out against James and Tati felt super betrayed and, 
you know, people were like warning her about him, which ended up being um, Jeffree Star and Shane Dawson, who are also very uh, popular YouTubers. Um, Jeffree Star also came out after James Charles basically saying that his now ex Nathan's brother um, had also, I guess, felt uncomfortable uh, around James Charles because he had also made some sort of move onto him. Um, so that one was really intense. Um, and then I think later, even down the road after that, Tati came back and basically said, she kind of recanted and said, oh no, like, you know, Jeffrey and Shane basically took my situation and used it against me. And, you know, I was very vulnerable, you know, and I shouldn't have let them. But, you know, in my eyes, like Tati, you're a grown ass woman, take accountability. Yes, they said some stuff to you, but ultimately you were the one who decided to act on it. Yeah. Yeah. And James is just immature. And I think he, he truly is just, he's very much drawn to where the attention is. I don't know how much genuine. He's not. Here there is. <laughs> like, he's not at all. Like he yeah. is just about the clout. He wants yeah. the attention on him. He wants the likes, the money, all yeah. of it. He wants it all. And I think that's been fairly evident from the beginning of his like coming to mm -hmm. fame. Well, and they were saying actually recently, and I'd watched on, um, you know, so to kill time and brain cells, I watch like tea spill type <laughs> videos on YouTube. Guilty. <laughs> tea spill. Um, uh, but, uh, I think it's just spill. This, yeah, there's like a couple of them out there for La sure. Lama Venenosa. Uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, but, you know, with... Uh, with James Charles, they were saying, you know, he, he was best friends with Tati Westbrook and we saw how that went. And he was best friends with, there was another YouTuber, I can't remember who it was. Um, and now he's like best friends with these TikTokers. And I guess the one that's been, you know, bringing drama now is um, she's like a 16 year old girl and he's like 21 or 22. Oh. So people are saying, you know, that's kind of weird. Like we get you, you being friends with someone that, you know, that with that kind of age difference, but being like best friends, especially when this other person's like popularity is rising so fast because of TikTok, like, mm, like what's the reasoning there? Like, if you really think about it, what 22 year old is trying to be BFFs with the 16 year old? Truly. Uh, it's not for I mean. yeah so there's been you know a lot of people coming at him for that plus the drama surrounding him around you know he's out having like dinners and large with large groups of people mm -hmm. they're like traveling all over the world during covid when people you know are trying to be restricted and staying home and mm -hmm. you know trying to be responsible like we get the traveling and we get being out but when you're doing it that often um you know maybe just be a little more aware um, I think he was under heat not too long ago too because he was commenting somewhere on Twitter I guess that him and his team get tested for COVID like weekly yeah. and then he made a claim about how well it's not like there's a test shortage like there are plenty of tests yeah he did and say so, that yeah so <laughs> it's like again do better sister yeah do better <laughs> oh, that's crazy uh, but yeah so I mean there was that too and I don't know that they necessarily I don't think he'll ever recover like with YouTube, honestly. Um, but you know what? He, like him and um, Tana, Tana Mon Tana Mojo. 
Tana Mojo. I always want to say Manjo because that's um, how it's spelled. Yes. <laughs> I get but it. Tana Mojo, like both of them are two of those that I just cannot and I would never ever trust ever. Mm-hmm. And I think they both are just for the clout. Like it's yeah. whatever it takes for the clout. And that's yep. kind of like, that's how I see them. And I think yeah. that's. What are your thoughts on Tati though? You know what? I never really watched her videos. See, I didn't watch her videos a whole lot. And after the Bi Sisters video, when all of this went down, mm-hmm. um, I watched other like videos that summarized kind of like their relationship and like things that happened with her. And it seemed like, and, and there were even up until recently, I think lawsuits of just the way her company was built about them, like her and her husband finding a way to like pull this particular investor away from what they'd invested, like something in the clauses of the contract. Like she basically said something like, oh, you know, if you help invest with us, like anything I release in the future, makeup related, fragrance related, I will release, you know, with this name, whatever the name they agreed to. Um, so he would obviously make a profit off of that. And it turns out that I think he was filing a lawsuit because now she was attempting to release a makeup line using a different name so that he wouldn't get Mm. profit from what he, I'm assuming he, you know, he assumed that he'd be making money moving forward with anything she decided to release. But anyway, so I was like, if that's true, that's like snaky. Like that's not even. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how I feel about her. I always like. When, like, the whole drama with James came out, I Mm -hmm. felt like she was, I almost saw her more as, like, a mom figure to them, because she seemed older. She didn't seem as scandalous or anything like they are. Yeah, Um, you get that. Yeah. Almost, because I did try watching her videos, and personally, I found them just a little boring. Yeah. So I didn't really watch them. Um, Which, again, is probably why all these other people are getting all the fame and cloud and likes and follows and everything. But, yeah, I was just very very interested in her. Mm. Yeah. But that's pretty shady, too. I'm not surprised because even though she did seem a little bit more mature, Mm -hmm. um, she seemed to be involved with all these shady people. Yeah. Well, you think about, you know, where the drama revolves around with these folks. Well, like, like we were saying, James Charles, Jeffree Star, Shane Dawson, like you're bound to be involved in the drama to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. You can't avoid it. Um, yeah. But speaking of being able to avoid the drama, a couple other folks who've not been able to avoid any drama are from <laughs> Dramageddon number one to begin with. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, so anyone who's like knee deep in all of this YouTube drama, you'll know that we're talking about Manny MUA, Laura Lee, Nikita Dragon, Gabriel Zamora, and Jeffree Star. (sighs) Oh my God. Like, where do you even start? Like, (laughs) and with all these apology videos, oh my God, all started. (laughs) I could not, like, I could not take them seriously. Like, let me put on a black long sleeve shirt. Let me take off my makeup. Let me sit sit in front front of of my bed or the bed. (laughs) (laughs) And let me talk Um, about how sorry I am and just these fake crocodile tears. Yeah. Literally, oh for the ones who even had tears, Laura Lee had no tears. <laughs> like, there were no tears. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, they were bad. So this one, I think it's a culmination of just these friendships that, you know, that, that, that there were with Jeffree Star and then they ended for whatever one reason or another, because I think each of these has their own story with Jeffree Star. Um, 
And then who was it? And I said, was it Gabriel Zamora who posted the picture on Twitter who said, uh, bitch is bitter because we're better without him or something like that. And, and then like flipping it off, flipping off the, camera. yeah, they were all flipping off the camera, which later it turned out according to him, um, the photo is not intended to be posted the way that it was, mm-hmm. but they were trying to uh, replicate who was it? The Kardashians had just taken a picture like that, I think, or something like that. Somebody it's like a, a family, like a something really popular like family like that. Um, and then everyone's like shit just hit the fan. Like everyone's history popped up. Everyone's uh, dirty laundry was like aired out. Yeah. But that's pretty ballsy, you know, because for one, Jeffrey Starr, whether they want to hate him or not, whether we want to hate him or not, he helped build a lot of these oh, yeah, YouTubers. Absolutely. And I think he felt betrayed by a lot of them for that very reason. And he, I think at one point even said that he felt used not even just just by these people but like in general because he would build these friendships and so therefore building them up as people because if you take his word for it he is big on helping people grow he's big on helping Mm -hmm. people learn the business and you know how to better invest and how to you know sell more and I think um for anyone who watched the uh, Shane Dawson series that he did with Jeffree Star. Mm-hmm. So the very first one where it was like getting to know who Jeffree Star is gives a, a big like idea into who he is and what his business really is. And I think um, Jeffree Star actually in one of those videos even indicated when they were at his warehouse that um, I think he distributed merch for James Charles, I think at the time. I don't know if he still does. Um, But anyway, and then after that, when they did the second series, I mean, he literally walked Shane through everything he does in his process. And Mm -hmm. I mean, you got to wonder, right? Like, yeah, maybe they built up that friendship through YouTube and they grew close, but you got to assume that the relationships that aren't as public or aren't as public all the time, like let's say Manny MUA, like I'm sure he was doing the exact same things to him that he was doing with, um, like Shane Dawson Mm -hmm. to tell him, you know, do things a certain way or post things a certain way. Or um, I've heard them talk about, you know, you got to learn the algorithm. So like figuring stuff like that out. So um, I can see where he felt betrayed that, you know, the fallouts happen. And I think if I recall correctly, Jeffrey hasn't really spoken out about why there are fallouts with these people. And I don't think they do either. I feel, well, I mean, maybe that's part of why he felt so used yeah. because I I want to say, and I think that at one point they mentioned this with like Patrick because mm-hmm. he reached a point of fame where he no longer needed Jeffrey. Yeah, like, so he dropped him. So maybe he just dropped and maybe that's yeah. why he felt so used because, yeah. you know, he helped them get to a certain point and they were like, all right, we'll take it from here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> thanks, but no thanks, I'm out you know but yeah. I don't know it's crazy it's crazy to me yeah he's still it's... doing really very very well for himself <laughs> yeah I mean if you really think about it you know Jeffrey truly has I think and and even more so with like the drama that has happened over like the last year or so he definitely I think has more to lose at least financially than a lot of these people you know and I think he did because I think um when they had all that stuff that surfaced from his past, like about his past websites and these past videos where people um, 
we're bringing up stuff from like way back I think even like in his MySpace days or something like that mm-hmm. you know there was derogatory name calling and there was like offensive you know imagery in some of those websites do you um, think he's racist <sighs> I think he's angry at everyone I don't know if that makes sense. I don't think he hates a particular type of race. I don't think I've seen any, like, okay, so Patrick, for example, he's black. He's very clearly very close with Patrick and had no issues whatsoever saying, like basically taking him under his wing and teaching him whatever ropes he could. So there's that. Um, Same thing with like Manny. Um, And I don't know what this relationship was with Gabriel. So I really couldn't say, but Manny Amue, he's he's Mexican, right? I know he's Hispanic, but he's Mexican, right? So there's that um I don't know about like recently I guess the black guy that was his boyfriend too or his little fling mm-hmm. but there was that um there's I mean, I don't, with Kanye so. no, right <laughs> the fling with Kanye I don't think uh, he, I think it's just he got, I don't think he's racist no I, I think I, he got caught up so, I mean, it happens with a lot of people, right? Like the N-word, dropping the N-word. They think it's cool because it's just, it's, it's cool to, to use it and it's cool to drop it. Um, you know, with him, I think growing up, and he's been very open about how, you know, he was just very angry a lot. And I don't know if he just kind of let his anger get the best of him. And not that that's an excuse, but I think maybe that's what it was. I don't think he's racist. I think he just let himself get carried away in his emotions, which happens to the best of us if we're truly honest. Yeah. We all have a past. Todos tenemos cola que nos pisen. Like we mm-hmm. have all said something. I'm sure if you looked at my Twitter, you could probably pull something from Twitter from five years ago. That's like, whoa, that's offensive. <laughs> but... <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, but I, I truly, I don't think he's a racist, yeah. but that's just me. And I might get some hate for that from certain people and that's fine. Like, you know, but I don't think he's a racist. Yeah. I think that was one of the bigger things deals with him too was when all that mm-hmm. came out yeah and I think um here's the thing is I think a lot of like new age like these tiktokers or like the newer youtubers they get their you know their old skeletons are you know pulled out of the closet and it's oh I'm sorry you know I've learned I've grown blah 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 um but then you see, you know, activity or behavior that doesn't really change. And I feel like with Jeffrey, there's truly change in yeah. who he is from who he was. So. I can see that. Where are they now? Do you know? Have you heard much from any of them? Nikita's always uh, like in the limelight as being scandalous, I feel like. <laughs> so there's well, with that. Her, there's the <laughs> Ellen stuff. Um, you know, what was it just last year when Ellen started getting all the backlash? For oh, you're show. thinking uh, Nikki Tutorials. That's oh, you're good thinking too. A, you're thinking Nikita Dragon. Nikita Dragon. But oh, we can no. go to Nikki Tutorials. We're good there. That's good drama <laughs> too. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, but go ahead, carry on. <laughs> no, <listening>. I was. <laughs> so I know that like a lot of people have probably heard, you know, of the Ellen drama and people coming out about her treatment of people backstage and whatnot. Um, yeah. I personally didn't know exactly how it all started. Apparently it all started with Nikki. Nikki has been a YouTuber for years. Um, I would say if not more, at least 10 years YouTuber and something yeah, that forever. a lot of people didn't know is um, she's transgender. And she came out as being transgender last year. Um, 
and really it was something she wasn't really prepared to come out with but she did it because she felt like she may be uh, blackmailed into doing so and so she came out and Ellen invited her to be on the show after mm -hmm. she came out well apparently Nikki was a huge fan of Ellen's and when she was invited to be on the show things did not go as she was <laughs> hoping um, apparently she yeah. wasn't treated the best I think one of the managers maybe that greeted her wasn't the nicest um, mm -hmm. there was something about uh the backstage she had a room backstage and I think it was just like a bathroom for her to go into yeah so I, um I had heard that too right like it their was, nearest bathroom she couldn't use it because it was reserved for like the Jonas brothers or the Dolan brothers or something ridiculous like that yeah something like that and um basically she said you know that the only time she really interacted with Ellen and that Ellen was even you know kind to her was when they were in front of the cameras mm -hmm. so you know it was just I think she was very very uh, disappointed in yeah. the treatment and the experience of being on the Ellen show and so um, I think at one point someone had asked her about her experience and she was fairly honest about how things went down and then I think from there people just started coming out and saying this was my experience and this was yeah. my experience and she's really not that nice and you know yeah. it was like ex-employees and mm -hmm. other guests which basically validated everything Nikki said and it was so it was that and then I think um she'd made a comment which maybe I'm just a different kind of person. I, I don't see a reason to, to cancel somebody for some, for, for this, but I can see why people were upset when people were quarantined and told to stay home. Um, she basically like posted a video that said something like, and keep me honest, I can't remember exactly. And I don't know if you heard this, but she said something along the lines about how being on lockdown and being under quarantine was like being locked up in a jail cell or something like that. And people took that super to heart because they're just like, oh, wow, like it must be awful to be locked up in your mansion. Yeah. Um, yeah, I do remember a yeah. celebrity saying that. I, I'm not 100% sure if that was Ellen or not. Um, and I almost feel like maybe it was more than one celebrity that's getting back <laughs> for this. Um, but I do remember hearing that. And, and I mean, I can get why people would like bring that out up. I just, I don't know that that's necessarily enough to say like that together with Nikki's interview would be enough to say cancel Ellen. But I think surfacing experiences of Ellen not being the kind of person that she puts herself out there to be and not truly representing who she tells other people to be, that I can see why people would be like, okay, yeah, we need to cancel Ellen. I don't you know? see her the same. I don't, you know, and I loved Ellen. Mm -hmm. I loved her. Mm -hmm. And then after all that came out, I was just like, this sucks. Yeah. I loved her positivity. I loved that she pushed out, you know, love and, you know, acceptance for, you know, all out in the world. And then this came up and I was just like, oh, maybe not. Who are you? <laughs> yeah. So that kind of sucked. I was really disappointed that that had come out. Um, you know, just because 
you kind of expect almost that people would react or act a certain way to like certain things that happen. And I feel like even the way she addressed what happened was not the best because she really, one, she kind of put it on her management team, which is like, no, like take some ownership. You know, some of this really falls on, a lot of this really falls on you too. Mm -hmm. Um, So that kind of sucked. But that also kind of leads me to into how you expect people to react or do things a certain kind of way and then they don't. Um, So this was another favorite YouTuber of yours and mine. (laughs) I loved her too. And now I'm just kind of like, why? Wait, who? Really? What, Jenny? Jenny 69. I still still love Jenny. I, I relate probably the most to Jenny. I... I paid money to go see Jenny. Yeah, you also paid yeah. money to go see Yvette, so and I can. She's still my girl. Her. Nope, I can't stand her. No, I still love her. So see, this is where you and I will disagree all no. day long. <laughs> see, Jenny, I feel like Jenny. Uh, I feel like she struggles with finding herself exactly and trying to be authentic and genuine. Um, Agree, because even though she's made money and she has her business going and all that, I feel like she still tries to like really stay ingrained in her roots, um, which I feel like a lot of YouTubers don't do so much because once they get that money, they feel like they're all way up here and nobody can reach them type of thing. I feel that way. Um, and I think Jenny in a way still does that, but I feel like I, catch her trying to like ground herself back and like bring herself back in um so uh, I will mostly agree with that I just feel like when she catches herself and then tries to bring herself back down to earth I feel like it's super forced and it doesn't come off as genuine and it doesn't come off to me as just like real I miss Jenny from like eight years ago (laughs) um you know doing story times in her car yeah you know um doing makeup you know story times or mukbangs even um this Jenny now I find a lot harder to relate to and not that I find a lot of the OGs anyway right because a lot of them have made money so it's harder to keep it's it's harder to say I can relate even if XO. So I can't say I necessarily relate with her on a lot, but it's just, I still feel a lot of realness in her because, you know, she talks about, you know, with her kids, like the things she's dealing with, with the kids and, you know, she shows the kids a lot and it's not a lot about this, for example, this, this is where I come across as just like, okay, I will take Yvette XO over Jenny. Mm-hmm. Yvette XO owns that even though it may not be what everyone wants, when you become a social media influencer, that's what you are. You're a role model. You're an influencer. Like you may or may not have chosen that life, but you're there. So as long as you keep yourself in the limelight, like you're there. Where Jenny69 and her most recent scandal, which we still haven't even covered. <laughs> we haven't even got there yet. <laughs> like explicitly said, like, I don't want to be a role model. You know, don't pick me to be a role model. And to me, like, I struggle with that because it's like, well, you've worked so hard to be where you are and you know who you are, like, in the world, like, in the scheme of things here. You can't just come back to us and say, leave me the hell alone. 
I don't want to be a role model because you are. And if you don't want to be, then because you've built yourself on social media, I think you truly need to like get off social media if, if you don't want to be seen as a role model. I don't know, but that's just my stance. I see. And that's, yeah, we're going to disagree here because <laughs> I think when she said, and I do remember, and I saw this video, she said, don't make me a role model. And I think what she means by it is if she does, if someone doesn't agree with her lifestyle, then don't make her out to be a role model that you don't agree with. If you don't agree with the lifestyle that she has, then don't make her that role model. You know, I feel like uh, in a sense, I, I got this also from Cardi not too long ago when, you know, she was talking about how people were like, oh, I think she was singing uh, WAP and her uh-huh. daughter walked in and she stopped. Yeah. And, you know, people were like, you know, why are you, um, you know, making out this music if it's music that your own child can't listen to? And she's like, you control what your kids listen to. I'll control what my kids listen to. I make music for adults, not for kids type of thing. So I feel like in a sense, it's kind of the same idea as like, she's putting out what her lifestyle is like and who she is and the kind of person that she is. People may or may not agree with it, but people are still going to watch it. So it's up to you whether you want to make her out to be a role model or someone that you want to look up to or not, you know, type of thing. And I think that's where she was coming from. I I just, that's what she, I think though, there's that saying that goes with great power comes great responsibility or something along those lines. Right. And I think that she needs to also acknowledge though, that like she has this platform and she's not really using it to bring awareness. And I get it. A lot of people have spoken about how they don't want to speak about politics because they're scared that people will come back at them. And I mean, you're going to get that. And I feel like for the longest time, and and correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like she was one of those people who's just like, this is my life, I'm going to live it. And I don't really care what you have to say. Mm -hmm. Um, And so now, and I guess it's to get, you know, circle back, because we never even got to what the scandal was with her. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, It was just, you know, people, you know, did have some, you know, they, they had a stance, they had an opinion about her not posting anything when the murder of George Floyd happened. Um, they, she didn't have anything to say, you know, with the great, you know, the great big movement that happened with a lot of these, you know, influencers um, for Black Lives Matter, you know, and she didn't say anything for like the longest time. And then that she came back and she said, basically, you know, I I will use my platform as I wish, and I will post what I want to post. And again, just kind of what she said, you know, don't make me a role model. I think what you're saying is fair. I think with kids um, and, and with kids, you know, to your example, it's a lot easier to kind of watch and filter what they see, what they listen to, what they experience. But like, as you get older, you know, you have teenagers or you have people who are growing up watching you that maybe the parents aren't necessarily filtering or not filtering out what they're watching. You know, it, it, in my opinion, it's nice to see that there is some sort of, you know, community involvement in a way. You know, and if she didn't want to participate, you know, she should have kind of addressed it instead of waiting for the backlash to get as bad as it did. And then I think it didn't help her case that, you know, she's had social involvement with other situations, you know, like the earthquakes in Mexico City raising money. Granted that that didn't end very well for her either. Um, And I think the biggest thing that people were saying is, you know, you don't want to get involved in social change, but yet 
only a couple years earlier, you'd started a petition to get Cheetos asteroids back. So you're telling us because of your mental health and because of everything you're dealing with, you don't want to deal with this either. And also because you don't have the time, but you have the time, you know, and the efforts to start petitions to get Cheetos asteroids back. Yeah. Well, I know um, when all that happened, I felt like I did feel a little disappointed that she hadn't said anything. Um, To her point, though, when she did the, uh, I don't know, remember what exactly it was, if it was GoFundMe or fundraiser for the earthquake. For the earthquakes in Mexico, I think. Mm -hmm. She said the reason she didn't feel like doing any of that anymore was because she was being accused of keeping part of that money. And she said she didn't want to go through that again. She's like, so, you know, how can you really blame her for I not mean, wanting to raise money or to donate money or whatever? But that's um, the thing I think is she has donated money. Um, I, and I think she had said that she donated houses. to, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think in that case, there were people who, I mean, there were people who were donating, but there were other people who were doing, you know, cause that's what they were saying is she could have done the absolute bare minimum of just posting a link or posting a black square and like leave it at that and then not face any of the backlash. You know, it didn't necessarily have to have some sort of like monetary involvement, mm-hmm. but, but I don't know. I mean, I, I liked Jenny, like I said, I invested money of my own money, you know, to go see her. I, you know, I, I liked her that much. I just, I think over time it's just been, I don't know. I see her differently. Yeah. I wouldn't pay to go see her again, but. Would you pay to go see a VEDEXO again? I totally would. Oh. I totally would. Oh, I can, I just can't. She's so fake. She is the fakest person. (laughs) Okay. No, not the fakest. James is probably the fakest, but I just, nope. I just can't. I love her. I do like her Michoacan sweaters. Um, yeah, because you kept mine hostage for like a year. <laughs> Anyways. Um, but yeah, crazy years. Oh man. Yeah, they're a little crazy. But yeah. You guys probably didn't learn anything from this except what we listen to and <laughs> what we watch in our free time. <laughs> I mean, that's what, basically what it is. If you guys keep up with the YouTubers, you know, it's yeah. kind of what has been going on. Things are weird now. I don't, I don't feel like things are really the same anymore. Like the OGs are kind of, yeah, they're kind of MIA. Part and who do you watch now? Who do I, you know what? I do still watch some of Jacqueline Hill's videos. I watched her uh, last minute gift ideas for Christmas. I think mm-hmm. it was some of them I do still watch just because. I did generally like her. Like sometimes I'm like, oh, I just kind of miss old Jack. It depends on the video. When she does like the whole setup with like all the cameras and her production team is there and everything, it's like you can just feel how like Like just scripted and set up and everything is. But when it's not like that, it's like Jacqueline again. Yeah. So I like that. Um, But I'll watch her mostly. Um, Sometimes I'll watch some of Jenny's videos. I watch a lot of the true crime now. So I watch Bailey Soren, Bailey Soren's video. Oh, yeah, I love yeah. her. She does her makeup and she tells um, stories uh, stories yeah. of things, uh, crimes that have been on her noggin is how she yeah. says it. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's, most, that's a lot of what I watch. Uh, Bailey Soren and what's the other girl's name? There's another one I can't think of. I don't watch her as much, but mm-hmm. 
Leo, our brother, he mm-hmm. got me into watching them. So that's what I've been watching a lot of, but. You know, um, YouTube, there was a YouTube channel that actually got me into true crime. So we might have to do a episode on true crime at some point, but um, the BuzzFeed Unsolved Network. So uh, they got me into true crime. I don't watch them as much now because I feel like I've watched the seasons over and over and over and over again. Um, but I still keep up with Ivedexo. Um, and then also uh, I do occasionally still watch Jeffree Star. Mm-hmm. Not as much, but occasionally <laughs> I will still watch him. Um, Shane Dawson. I like his series. Yeah, like I know they're not... Bad. Yeah, I mean, they're not, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, they're not, (laughs) what? he's just, he's a special kind of person that you got to like, I feel like, I feel like you you can't just, yeah, he's just a special kind of person. Um, Nicole Guerrero, did you ever watch Nicole Guerrero? Mm -mm. I love her. She's great. And she has great energy. Whatever happened to Beauty Bird? She's still around. I watch hers occasionally too. She still makes videos. Yeah. Yeah. Her and her mom are great, by the way. Aww. Yeah, they're super cute. cute. Um, oh, um, Lulu, did you ever catch Lulu? I'll have to share mm. Lulu with you. She's cute. Is she too. Mexican? Yes. Like straight, like Spanish. Yes, she's channel. married actually to like a chero. She have a, kind of like a really high, like annoying voice. She says "comadres." I don't know that I'd say it's a high pitched oh. voice. It's like "hola comadres." <laughs> she's oh, so gosh. cute. Okay, she sounds annoying. <laughs> um, but yeah, I have a lot huh on there but, uh, and then occasionally not recently but occasionally if we have friends over for entertaining guests of any sort i'll watch the uh, tipsy bartender oh, okay the caribbean guy who shows yes. you how to make mixed drinks he's fantastic he's a little creepy but he's fantastic yeah. you got but... the blue cur- curacao blue <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness yes well that's a wrap-up of the OG some of the biggest OG scandals. Some of the biggest <laughs> scandals and OG YouTubers, makeup mm-hmm. artists. Yes. Um, hopefully that wasn't too, like everywhere. <laughs> hopefully not. Um, but yeah. And if it is, we've never promised things would be organized. We are <laughs> awkward and every so then confused (laughs) confused today (laughs) yes but we hope you guys stuck it out with us we can't wait to have another episode with you guys don't forget to listen share review and subscribe instagram subscribe to us yes um we appreciate you guys we appreciate all our listeners and for you guys uh, supporting us so we do everybody have a wonderful week and see you in the next one. <laughs> Bye. Bye.